0: Welcome to Mornings with Jesus. This is a live, interactive Bible study where we can connect with Christ and community daily and deeply. Join us every weekday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we read a chapter of the Bible, pray, and share our reflections. Whether you are joining live or on the replay, I know God will meet you here. I also want to invite you to the Faith Mamas Tribe app. This is a free app where women of faith can connect, be encouraged, and have their faith strengthened. It's the online social space I know you've been looking for. So make sure to do three things before we start. One, subscribe to this channel. Two, share this with a friend. And three, download the app. Trust me, you'll be glad you did. Now let's dive in today's Mornings with Jesus. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Mornings with Jesus. My name is Dominique Young, and if this is your first time here, welcome. If you are joining us on Spotify, YouTube, play, uh, b- replay Apple Podcasts or in the app. I want to say welcome to you. We're glad that you are here with us on the replay, but I also want to welcome my friends that I see here live right here right now. So good morning, Joanne. Good morning, Janice. Good morning, Shanda. Good morning, Briquel, Good morning, Lilith. Good morning, Brandy. Good morning, Ellen. Good morning, Latrice. Good morning, Lashana. Good morning, Allison. Good morning, Natalia. Good morning, Heidi. Good morning, Audrey. Good morning, Donna, Lenita. So glad to see you all this morning. I am so glad you all are here. I do have a brief announcement to make before we jump in. We are going to end today, or we're going to try to end today within an hour, Uh, Because my son, he got accepted into a school and I want to make sure that I can actually um, make it there from here. Um, So we're going to go ahead and give that a try this morning. So if you guys can hold me to that, our goal is to end within an hour. But before we even have to be concerned about any of that, I want us to jump into a time of gratitude. What are you grateful to God for this morning? What are you grateful to God for this morning? I want to say, I'll start us off. I want to say that I'm grateful to God for my kids. I really, really am. Like they are some amazing human beings and they teach me so much every single day. And I'm just very grateful for them. I really am. And um, my oldest son in particular, you guys have seen him. And I've been watching him and his walk with God um, and how his walk with God has been developing. And it's just really awesome to see as well as, you know, Noah and Isaiah and Faith as well. It's just amazing to get the opportunity to watch as they develop their own personal relationship with God. Like it's absolutely, it's absolutely beautiful. I don't, I don't know how else to explain it, but it's absolutely beautiful to me. So I'm very grateful for that. Brickale says, I'm grateful that God is a provider. Come on, say it. He is a provider. Yes, he is. Praise the Lord. Nidia says, I'm grateful for God's healing. Hallelujah. We're so glad that you are feeling so much better, um, more better than you were this weekend. I am so grateful that you're feeling well. God is good, y'all. God is good. He's making ways out of no way. He's doing, He's doing things that we couldn't even imagine. God is absolutely amazing, isn't he? He's absolutely amazing. And while y'all are typing some more in, I also have to say that I'm grateful for this community that God is building right here um, and how we are able to support one another and lean in on one another um, and study the scriptures together. It's been absolutely amazing to walk this journey alongside each of you. And I am amazed by God. I really am. I'm amazed by God. Let me know if you guys can hear me or if there's any audio issues. Um, And if not, we'll keep going. All right. I see Jessica. Oh, I see some great. Okay. Oh, they all came in at once. Okay, here we go. Here we go. We got some gratitude this morning. Lilith says, I'm grateful to God for another morning of great Bible study with you ladies. Amen. Hallelujah. Janice is grateful for life. And growth, hallelujah! So am I, amen. Allison says, I'm grateful for my help, sleep, life, all of my many blessings, amen. Bella says, I'm grateful for all, but especially to wake up this morning to be in this community, amen. Yes, I am so grateful for this community, truly. I am Latrice says, so grateful that God is in control and for hindsight. Come on, sometimes we don't know what He's doing until we get an opportunity to look back and we're like, oh. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Erica says, I'm thankful for answered prayers. Praise God, Erica. Praise God. How is your husband um, doing? Was he? Did he make it home? Let us know. But praise God for answered prayers. Jessica says, grateful to be up and in the midst. Amen. Had a late night. I'm grateful for life, health, and a sound mind. Really just grateful to know Jesus. Come on. Heidi says, and I'm grateful for my Christian parents and grandparents who always made sure I was immersed in God's word from day one. Hey Amen. That's encouraging for any parent right now where you are teaching your, your children the word of God. And to hear Heidi say that she's grateful for her parents and grandparents taking that time. So just think how your, your children will be um, grateful for the time that you took with them as well. Audrey says, I'm grateful for God's promises. He is so Faithful. Yes, he is. Hallelujah. Brandy says, I'm grateful for God's answers to prayers and guidance. Hallelujah. Bella says, I'm grateful. He protects me from all diseases. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Nidia says, thanks, uh, Dominique, and congrats for your amazing babies. They are a blessing. They really are. Like children, grandchildren. I know you guys know this. Many of you know this. But they're just such a blessing. Really, truly. Truly are. Shabrina says, "I'm grateful for rest, God's love, and provision." Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Nyler says, "Grateful for another day." Amen. Mary says, "I'm grateful God chasing the chasing those He loves." Amen. Amen. So true. He disciplines those that He loves. Amen. Barb says, "I am grateful for peace that surpasses understanding." Like Simba, haha! <laughs> I laugh at it all. Come on, thank you, Lord, for joy. Simba says, "I laugh in the face of danger." Ha <laughs> ha! Hey, man. Good morning, Dodita. Hey, sis. Ellen says, "Grateful for all God has brought me through, and another year of life." Birthday today! Happy birthday, Ellen! Happy birthday, Ellen! Happy birthday, Ellen! Happy birthday, Ellen. Happy birthday, Ellen. That's so awesome. Anastasia says, Grateful for my late mom and her zeal for the things of God and how she made sure that I and my siblings were brought up in the way of God. She left a footprint. Come on, hallelujah. Bevy says, I'm grateful to God for God's guidance and protection. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Good morning, Medea. Amen. Nydia says, Don't forget Cherie's workout class tonight at 6 30. She put the link in the community. Praise God. Yes. Cherise workout class 630. Remind me. Remind me. Don't let me forget. Donita said also grateful for Warriors Wives meetup this week. See y'all Thursday night. Come on Thursday. We got a lot going on this week. Come on. Amen. Medea says good morning. I'm grateful for God's grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. God is so good, y'all. And I also just want to shout out God. We've got so many things going on in Faith to Tribe. We've got so many things. There's faith mamas that do uh, workout uh, workouts. Cherie does a workout every th- every Tuesday. Praise God for her. Um, join her class. Thank God for Donita who is doing um, the Warrior Wives. So if you're a wife, make sure you join in. It's on Zoom so you can connect. We've got um, we've got Nidia doing the Miami chapter, connecting women in Miami. We got D and and Keisha doing the D and B chapter. Uh, we have got Janice who just launched a chapter out in North Carolina. Praise God. There is so much awesomeness going on. Amen. So much awesomeness going on. Hallelujah. Bevy says, I'm grateful to God for guidance and protection. Cheryl says, I'm grateful for God's provision and principles. Hallelujah. There's so much to be grateful for. And I pray that even if you're watching on the replay, that you flood the comments with what you're grateful to God for. Let the world know that God is amazing. All right, y'all, we are getting ready to pray in as we prepare to jump into Joshua chapter six, which is going to be amazing. And I'm excited to study this with you. Um, And we're getting ready to pray. But don't let me stop your praise. If you got a praise and you got to let it out, keep it going, sis. Keep it going. Janice reminds us, yes, so many great resources in the mentor section too. Make sure you check it out. Like there's mentors for like everything you can think of. They're putting great content out there. It's absolutely amazing. God is amazing. And that app is just a demonstration of a little slither of how awesome he is. So I'm so grateful for all that he's doing there. All right, let's go ahead and open up in prayer. Father God, first and foremost, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you, Lord God, that we have so much to thank you about. We thank you, Lord God, that you continue to walk with us through life, through the ups and the downs. You've never left us and you've never lost a battle. So, Lord, we thank you. And Father, as we prepare to jump into Joshua chapter six, we ask that you lead us, that you guide us that you show us your character, that you show us a little bit more about you and that you help us to understand your character so that we can follow your lead. Lord, we give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen, amen. All right, we are getting ready to read Joshua chapter six. If this is your first time here, we read the chapter twice. We read the chapter twice. The first time we soak it all in. And The second time um, we take out our pens, we take out our highlighters, um, and we just highlight key things that are just sticking out to us, even if we don't know why they're sticking out to us. So if that sounds like something that you are interested in, then you are absolutely in the right place, okay? You're in the right place. All right, here we go. Joshua chapter six. I'll be reading from the CSB translation. You can feel free to read from whatever translation um, that you have available to you. Here we go. Joshua chapter six. Now Jericho was strongly fortified because of the Israelites, no one leaving or entering. The Lord said to Joshua, look, I have handed Jericho, its king, and its best soldiers over to you. March around the city with all the men of war, circling the city one time. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry seven ram's horn trumpets in front of the ark. But on the seventh day, march around the city seven times while the priests blow the trumpet. When there is a prolonged blast of the horn and you hear its sound, have all the troops give a mighty shout. Then the city wall will collapse and the troops will advance, each man straight ahead. So Joshua, son of Nun, summoned the priests and said to them, take up the Ark of the Covenant and have seven priests carry seven trumpets in the front of the Ark of the Lord. He said to the troops, move forward, march around the city and have the armed men go ahead of the Ark of the Lord. After Joshua had spoken to the troops, seven priests carrying seven trumpets before the Lord moved forward and blew the trumpets. The Ark of the Lord's Covenant followed them. While the trumpets were blowing, the armed men went in front of the priests who blew the trumpets and the rear guard went behind the ark. But Joshua had commanded the troops, do not shout or let your voice be heard. Don't let one word come out of your mouth until the time I say, shout. Then you are to shout. So the ark of the Lord was carried around the city, circling it once then returning to the camp and spent the night there. Joshua got up early the next morning. The priests took the Ark of the Lord and the seven priests carrying seven trumpets marched in front of the Ark of the Lord while the trumpets were blowing. The armed men went in front of them and the rear guard went behind the Ark of the Lord. On the second day, they marched around the city once and returned to the camp. They did this for six days. Early on the seventh day, they started at dawn and marched around the city seven times in the same way. That was the only day they marched around the city seven times. After the seventh time, the priest blew the trumpets and Joshua said to the troops, shout for the Lord has given you the city, but the city and everything in it are set apart to the Lord for destruction. Only Rahab the prostitute and everyone in her house will live because she hid the messengers we sent. But keep yourselves from the things set apart or you will be set apart for destruction. If you take any of those things, you will set apart the camp of Israel for destruction and make trouble for it. For all the silver and gold and the articles of bronze and iron are dedicated to the Lord and must go into the Lord's treasury. So the troops shouted, and the trumpets sounded. When they heard the blast of the trumpets, the troops gave a great shout and the wall collapsed. The troops advanced into the city, each man straight ahead, and they captured the city. They completely destroyed everything in the city with the sword, every man and woman, both young and old, and every ox, sheep, and donkey. Joshua said to the two men who had scouted the land, go to the prostitute's house and bring the woman out of there and all who are with her, just as you swore to her. So the young men who had scouted went in and brought out Rahab and her father, mother, brothers, and all who belonged to her. They brought out her whole family and settled them outside the camp of Israel. They burned the city and everything in it, but they put the silver and gold and the articles of bronze and iron into the treasury of the Lord's house. However, Joshua spared Rahab the prostitute, her father's family and all who belonged to her because she hid the messengers Joshua had sent to spy on Jericho and she still lives in Israel today. At that time, Joshua's in, Joshua imposed this curse. The man who undertakes the rebuilding of this city, Jericho is cursed before the Lord. He will lay its foundation at the cost of his firstborn. He will finish its gates at the cost of his youngest. And the Lord was with Joshua and his fame spread throughout the land. Let's read this chapter one more time. This time take out your pens and your highlighters. Feel free to take notes in the margin. Here we go, Joshua chapter six. Now Jericho was strongly fortified because of the Israelites. No one was leaving or entering. The Lord said to Joshua, look, I have handed Jericho, its king and its best soldiers over to you. March around the city with all the men of war, circling the city one time. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry seven ram's horn trumpets in front of the ark. But on the seventh day, march around the city seven times while the priests blow the trumpets. When there's a prolonged blast of the horn and you hear it sound, have all the troops give a mighty shout. Then the city wall will collapse and the troops will advance each man straight ahead. So Joshua, son of Nun, summoned the priests and said to them, take up the Ark of the Covenant and have seven priests carry seven trumpets in front of the Ark of the Lord. He said to the troops, move forward, march around the city and have the armed men go ahead of the Ark of the Lord. After Joshua had spoken to the troops, seven priests carrying seven trumpets before the Lord moved forward and blew the trumpets. The Ark of the Lord's Covenant followed them. While the trumpets were blowing, the armed men, went in front of the priests who blew the trumpets and the rear guard went behind the ark. But Joshua had commanded the troops, do not shout or let your voice be heard. Don't let one word come out of your mouth until the time I say, shout. Then you are to shout. So the ark of the Lord was carried around the city, circling it once. They returned to the camp and spent the night there. Joshua got up early the next morning. The priest took the Ark of the Lord and the seven priests carrying seven trumpets marched in front of the Ark of the Lord. While the trumpets were blowing, the armed men went in front of them and the rear guard went behind the Ark of the Lord. On the second day, they marched around the city once and returned to the camp. They did this for six days. Early on the seventh day, they started at dawn and marched around the city seven times in the same way. That was the only day they marched around the city seven times. After the seventh time, the priests blew the trumpets and Joshua said to the troops, shout for the Lord has given you the city, but the city and everything in it are set apart for the Lord for destruction. Only Rahab the prostitute and everyone with her in her house will live because she hid the messengers we sent. But keep yourselves from the things set apart or you will be set apart for destruction. If you take any of those things, you will be set apart, you will set apart the camp of Israel for destruction and make trouble for it. For all the silver and gold and the articles of bronze and iron are dedicated to the Lord and must go into the Lord's treasury. So the troops shouted and the trumpets sounded. When they heard the blast of the trumpet, the troops gave a great shout, and the wall collapsed. The troops advanced into the city, and each man straight ahead, and they captured the city. They completely destroyed everything in it with a sword. Every man and woman, both young and old, and every ox, sheep, and donkey. Joshua said to the two men who had scouted the land, Go to the prostitute's house and bring the woman out of there and all who are with her, just as you swore to her. So the young men who had scouted went in and brought out Rahab and her father, mother, brothers, and all who belonged to her. They brought out her whole family and settled them outside the camp of Israel. They burned the city and everything in it but they put the silver and gold and the articles of bronze and iron into the treasury of the Lord's house. However, Joshua spared Rahab the prostitute, her father's family and all who belonged to her because she hid the messengers Joshua had sent to spy on Jericho and she still lives in Israel today. At that time, Joshua imposed this curse. The man who undertakes the rebuilding of this city, Jericho is cursed before the Lord. He will lay its foundation at the cost of his firstborn. He will finish its gates at the cost of his youngest. And the Lord was with Joshua and his fame spread throughout the land. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to read Joshua chapter six. Father, we ask that as we reflect on this chapter, that you would help us to navigate through this with with your mind. Lord, help us to see what it is that you see. Help us to navigate through the difficult parts as well. Lord, our desire is to see you and to know you better. We desire to understand your character and your heart and your will. So Lord, would you draw us closer today? Lord, we give you the glory, honor and praise In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Let's take a few moments to reflect on Joshua chapter six, and then we'll come back together for some corporate reflection. Here we go. Mm -hmm. All right, we are back and we have an opportunity to dig in and to see what God is showing all of us. And I'll be honest, these chapters are hard. A lot of people love the book of Joshua and I struggle, I struggle. And the reason that I struggle is because war makes me cringe. I will just put it out there. Um, It does. It's a hard, hard thing for me. Um, And so I'm excited to be walking this through with you guys um, and seeing what God is showing each and every one of us as we navigate through um, this chapter. Maybe you're like me and you're like, whoa, hold up, hold up. I don't know about all this. Well, let us bring all of that to the table, our questions, our wonderings. Um, even the parts of our heart that might be cringing. And then also let us bring to the table all the things that we notice about how God moves and what God is doing. And let's put it all out there so we can see God. Our goal is to see God and understand him more clearly. CJ says, verse one is standing out to her. Fortified means protected or secured. Also the number seven stood out on the seventh day, the Israelites marched around the city seven times and the walls collapsed so much in this short chapter. Come on. And you know, the interesting thing about this, and I will have to say this, the idea of it being fortified, the idea, it says, it says um, in the CSB translation, verse one, it says, now Jericho was strongly fortified because of the Israelites, no one leaving or entering. And I had to chuckle, Because I'm thinking to myself, now you've seen this God part, you know that this God is with Israel and this God parted a whole body of water, parted a whole body of water. (laughs) And you've seen how this, you've heard about how the God of Israel, how the God of Israel is, is, is protecting everybody. It's protecting the children of Israel. How do we get in our minds that hey, if I just, if I if I fortify the city and keep everyone in it, we'll be okay. It's like, wait a minute. I don't know if that's the best plan. The most laid out fortified fortification measures of of, of people can't stand against God. It just can't. Raquel says, I know this, I know this is chapter six but the significance of the number seven in this chapter blows my mind. Seven being the number of completion. God fulfilled his promise even to Rahab. Come on. Heidi says, verse two, God told Joshua that he had already given Jericho to the Israelites. They had only to trust and obey. The same is true for us. God has already won our battles for us. We need only to trust and obey. Brandy says the number seven, and straight ahead is standing out to me. Come on, the number seven and straight ahead. Anastasia said, God is so amazing, hallelujah. Donita said, verse 10 stood out to me because of the explicit instruction from Joshua um, to the people about not speaking a single word until commanded. Janice also says, do not let your voice be heard until I say, then shout, come on. So the very explicit directions. Nidia numbers always stand out to me, six and seven. Hmm, gotta look up those numbers. Yeah, why six and seven? Why, and why seven, research time? Seven throughout the scriptures is the number of completion. I believe Raquel um, highlighted that. It's the number of completion. So we're seeing that this is the first time that they're coming into um, the promised land. And this is the first time. Latrice says, God is good. He does things in his way that everyone will know he did it. There's no other way. Allison says this is a hard chapter. Come on, Allison. This is a hard chapter. I'm picturing what actually happened here. I mean, when we take a sober look at this chapter, I'm picturing what actually happened here. She said, "Why are some people protected yet others are not, including children?" This question can't comes up even today in our world. And this is the reality of this chapter and chapters that we're going to come to. And this is the struggle. I'll be honest, y'all. This right here, if we're not willing to sit in that tension, we'll have a really hard time sharing the gospel with other people that have read the scriptures. Like, I don't want nothing to do with that God that does that kind of stuff. Real talk. Right? It's a hard, like, if you really look at it, it's a hard picture it's a very hard picture to draw and and if i'm being honest if i looked at this today we would consider this terrorism if we're on if we are being honest right and so that's why sometimes these chapters are really hard for myself or others to read because you're like wait a minute God, this is, you, you're you talking about women. You're talking about children. You're talking about, you're talking about men. You're talking about um sheep and oxen. You're talking about people that are maybe following their governmental leaders who say stay and maybe the people wanna go, but the government is telling them to stay. We have no idea like what is actually going on here. But all we know is that is that the, the walls came crumbling down, right? And then these people charged in and killed everybody, except for Rahab and her family. It's This is a hard chapter. And one of the ways that I grapple through it, and I'll just talk about it. One of the ways that I grapple through chapters like this is that we see the way God moves when he moves. Number one, God doesn't just just do this all of a sudden, right? God doesn't just do this all of a sudden. There's many warnings that come to the city of Jericho. So much so that there are certain people like Rahab that have taken uh, taken heed to what they know to be true and they have chosen something different. And who knows, there might've been some people that left the city and that are like, look, I am not standing in this. There were many a warnings that came, right? There are many a warnings that came. And one of the things that's hard is, and, th- and that's how God typically works. Throughout this, we'll see that the, the kings of these lands, they knew the people, they knew, look, and they had a little bit of time to say, okay, I can choose something different. And the hard part of scripture and of life is that there is going to come times, and I'm just going to say it and it's going to hurt and it's going to sting coming out of my mouth. There are going to come times where God's going to do things that we don't like, but before he does it, he gives warning so that we can prepare ourselves. And if we don't wanna believe it, that's fine, but I know this to be true. I think about people that have died in my life and there have been times where I didn't want them to die. I did not want them to go. And I felt in my spirit before they left, I knew that they were going, right? I knew that it was their time. God always gives warning and preparation so that we can prepare ourselves, so we can change, so we can choose something different. The question is, are we going to listen to his warning? And I know that sounds so hard because the idea is like, how in the world, right? God, why in the world would you do anything like this? Why? And I'll be honest, I don't don't have all the answers, but what I do know is that God always gives warning. When people in my life are about to, to die. This has happened a couple of times. God will tell me, I don't know if anybody has ever had this experience, but I just knew. Like I knew, and I could kind of prepare myself. But there were times where I refused to accept it. And I was like, no, nope, no, nope, they're not going, I'm fighting against what I knew to be true. And guess what? The person still died. And I was a wreck. Why? because I refused to listen to what God was warning me about because I wanted it the way I wanted it. This is so true. Sue Ann says, look at Noah. The same thing happens. God didn't just flood the earth. This is the character of God we've got to say. God didn't just flood the earth. He told Noah what he was going to do. And for years, Noah's building this big boat. Noah's letting people know, right? That nobody changed. Nobody took heed of what what was being said. The same thing goes for Jericho. And it's an excruciating story. It's an excruciating story for me. But the reality is they knew. We've seen for two chapters, and we don't know how long this is in time-wise, that the nations around knew that that God was doing this with the children of Israel. Somehow without internet, without all these things, the nations knew. So much so that Rahab, that Rahab took a stand and said, look, I, I'm not going to try to figure this out. I believe the warning. I'm not going to try to stand against the warning. I believe the warning. So the question begins, will we heed the warnings? And the tricky part is, When we get the warning, we can't say things like, oh, God will never do that. God will never let that happen. That's the hard part. It's happened in scripture. There have been hard things that have happened in scripture. So we can't take the stance of, oh, God will never let that affect us. God will never let that affect this country. God will never let that. But if he's giving you a warning, take heed. The hard part of the Old Testament is that it really rubs against our glamorized picture of God just wants me to be comfortable. It rubs against that thing so hard. And it says, look, God is God. I don't understand all of what he's doing, but I know that if I get a warning, I need to take heed. I need to listen. This is hard scripture, y'all. This is hard scripture for people that are coming into the knowledge of God and are like, what? But the reality of it is, guess what? Hard stuff happens. And we can grapple with, is it God? Is it the enemy? Whatever. But the reality is, and this is the hard part, that whatever happens, God has to allow. The enemy is not God's enemy. He's our enemy. And why do I say that? God is God. God can stop things from happening and keep things happening. God's not in a battle with the enemy. We are. Right. Because the enemy got nothing on God. So we have to understand that even when things happen in the earth, and that is why, that's why this is difficult. That's why a lot is difficult. Why? Because we created this glamorized picture of what God will and won't do. And then we look in the scriptures and we're like, oh, wait, God did something that I would absolutely never expect him to have done. But the thing about his character is he always gives warning, lots and lots of warning. He gives opportunities always for us to turn and to change. It's our choice what we do with the warnings. It's hard, y'all. This is hard for me. Joshua, this book has always been hard for me. My husband loves this book and I'm over here struggling. (laughs) I'm over here struggling. Mm. Paulina says, Joshua 6, 2 is standing out to her. The Lord said to Joshua, look, I've handed Jericho, its king and its best soldiers over to you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Goodness. Latrice says, I can only imagine the activity going on inside those walls, hearing this army marching around your city. Like when we really take this for what it is and really get the picture, it's hard. Can you, a lot of times we like to imagine we're in outside the city with the children of Israel. But imagine if you were inside the city. I mean, they had their gods too. They had their beliefs and things like that. Could you imagine wondering why your God wasn't protecting you? Like all of the things, trying to protect your children. Like if you really get a picture of what was really happening here, it is gut-wrenching to me. But for me, it paints the picture. Because when I'm like, okay, God, I got to see you. I got to look for you. I got to see you, God. Where are you in this? God, how could you do this? And God has to t- let me know. I. I always give warnings and not just one. I give warnings for generations. And the question is, will you listen? Will you listen? Will you listen? Donnie, this is verse 22 through 23 also stood out to me because they kept their promise to Rahab. She and her family were protected through all of this. Why? Because she chose to listen. she chose to listen to the warnings and take heed to the warnings of God. Now, are there hard things that we're gonna have to walk through? Yes. Are there things that God is gonna walk us through? Yes, absolutely. But even with those, we have to pay attention. Lord, what are you saying? What is your, what, what direction are you in? What is your warning? And we can tell, and I thank God, I thank God that we get the story of Rahab here because through this story, we see that we always have a choice when the warnings come. It's hard, it's hard, but we do. And so unlike many people that read the book of Joshua and get excited because God is doing, it's like God is fulfilling his promise Woo, like I, I see that too. I'm like, all right. But then I also cringe a little bit like, oh. And God has to constantly remind me, Dominique, my character is I give warning. You've got to listen to it. You can't ex- assume what I am am and am not going to allow to happen. I remember before COVID hit. I remember for some reason, and I don't know if anybody else has experienced this, but I had like this sense to buy canned food and like stock up on food. And I'm like, no. <laughs> what well, I need to stock up on food for? I'm a daughter of the king. Psh, no. He's going to protect me. I don't need to do all of that. I don't need to I don't need to prepare. I don't need to do this. I don't need to do that. And guess what? I didn't do it. And guess what? The grocery stores began to get out of stuff. We couldn't get things for a while. Like we were scraping, trying to get stuff from the, toil- the, the grocery store. I was like, no, God's not going to let nothing happen. This ain't nothing going to affect us. No. Why would I need to stock up on, 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 on canned food? I don't want to be like those crazy people out there buying all this food and stocking up. No, I'm good. And God has to continue to tell me, look, Dominique, you cannot have some glamorized version of me that when I tell you something that is uncomfortable for you, you don't listen. Because no, God would never. I told you guys the story about a friend of mine. A friend of mine who, um, who was ha- wanted to have a V back, she called me. And she said, my stomach hurts. And I'm like, oh, we gonna pray. We gonna pray for this, be back in the name of Jesus. And in my spirit, I knew, tell her to go to the hospital. But I was like, oh no, I don't want that spirit of fear up in here and telling her to do stuff. I'm gonna pray for her. Da-da-da-da-da. A couple hours later, she was rushed to the hospital because her stomach was splitting. Praise God that God got her to the hospital without me having to be obedient. But the, the, the thing is, the moment we determine what God won't do, is the moment we stop listening to him. The moment we determine what God won't allow to happen is the moment we stop listening. So this is a message to us that yes, God is faithful, and God will keep his promise, but this is also a message to us Heed the warnings of God. Heed the warnings of God. Erica says, the Holy Spirit has told me, shut your phone off. It's going to ring in church. I tell you, it's so embarrassing when I didn't listen. Come on, God is going to warn you. The problem is, are we going to listen? We might be like, oh, it's a little warning. Oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, are we going to listen? Rahab said, the whole, the whole city knows about your God. This was not, God didn't do this in a sneak attack. She said, the whole city knows about your God. She said, we all know that y'all are coming. We all know. She said, but look, I ain't going down with this ship. I, I'm not. We know, and I'm going to take a stand. And I'm, I'm believing that maybe there were some people that left. There could have possibly been some people that left the city as well. But there was a group of folks that's like, we're just going to wait this thing out. We're going to sit in this city. We're going to fortify and we're going to just sit here. But they all knew. Carlina says, we know through this chapter that God goes before all our battles. But I think even for me, we try to fight our battles on our own. And sure, we have God in the mix, but also fear and doubt. That's true. He's taking care of the situation. He always does. And the question is, are we listening to him for his method? Are we listening to him? Because you get a story of God on both sides of the picture. And this is one of the things I encourage us to do as we read the scriptures. We want to look at how God how God interacts with the children of Israel, but we also wanna look at how God interacts with the nations around. And we also see that God talked about these nations generations before and said that whatever they were doing, the sin, whatever they were doing was not yet full. So he didn't allow Abraham or any of those people earlier to do this. And basically he he was telling us about the nations before. So we see this long suffering God that deals with things for a while, but eventually stops dealing with them The way he was. So we have to understand both these sides of God. When we want, when we, when we compartmentalize God, we don't, we don't get a full picture of who He is. Right? When we compartmentalize God, we don't get a full picture of who He is. When we decide what God will or won't do, and we forget that He's God. That's the hard part about the scriptures that sometimes I want to shy away from. But God says, if you really want to get to know me, you've got to understand that I'm God. And there are going to be some things I do that you as a human are not going to agree with, but you got to listen to my warnings because I will always give warning. i always give you warning. Of what is about to happen. Or I'll give somebody around you one. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Hallelujah. So on both sides of this story, there's a story and testimony of God. On one side of the story with the children of Israel, we see the story of God's faithfulness. God will always do what he said he would do. On the other side of the story, we see the importance of heeding the warnings of God, like Rahab, (laughs) and not ignoring them because they don't, oh no, but heeding the warnings of God. On both sides of the story, the character of God remains intact. What is the character of God? I'm going to do what I said I'm going to do, and I'm going to give warning and opportunity for people to change change sides. Rahab got that chance. Allison says it all boils down to choice. I cannot follow God because of bad things or choose to follow him because of all the good. Good and bad still happens. I know life without God. I prefer life with him. Come on. Thinking that I'm going to follow God and avoid the bad is a fairy tale. It's a myth. It's not true, right? However, God is faithful to his promises. But she says, we've got to remember God's MO is love, bottom line. And what that looks like and how that plays out. But she says, love the gift giver, not just the gift, come on. We've got to see how this looks and how this plays out. Anastasia said, it's fear and doubt that hinders us from trusting God in his plans. And because he's not moving at the pace we want him to, we lose faith. Woo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Donita said, similar to how Rahab heard about them ahead of time and made a choice. Others outside of the land will do the same hearing how Jericho fell. Miranda I'm I'm believing that maybe she's from America (laughs) so she says our country I know different people from different countries but I'm thinking based on what she said, she's talking about America she says our country is like Jericho disobedient turning away from God and doing what we want we don't hear God's warning because it's not what we want my heart breaks for those in our country Who are this way? I'm still amazed that God still has patience with us, but for how much longer? And and we have to understand, and this is the hard part, we have to take heed of God's warnings when they come. Period. It doesn't matter what anybody else does. For Rahab, it doesn't matter what anybody else does. I've got to take heed of the warnings of God. It doesn't matter. Come on. Unique says, this is difficult when dealing with anxiety because everything feels like a warning when it's often just fear speaking to my imagination. Come on. Yeah. One of the things that um, has helped me, because this is true, one of the things that has helped me is that I write things down, right? I write things down. And I ask myself, where is this rooted? Where is this coming from? right? So that's a large part of it. Where is this rooted? Where is this coming from? And also, is anyone else getting this warning? So we look throughout scripture. Typically, the warning goes to a a number of people. It's not just one person like in their own head. Like the number, the warning may go out to other people. But but write it down. Don't try to figure it out, right? You write it down and you continue to study the scriptures. God, Let God cipher through all that stuff. And that's what I'm learning. Come on, hallelujah. But God will give warning. That's why spending our time like we're spending it right now is so important to learn how God moves so that we can decipher Continue showing up, continue studying the word so that I can decipher between a warning from God and crazy fear and anxiety, right? But it's important that we learn how God moves so that we can dis- dis- uh, distinguish between a warning from God and crazy anxiety, right? Ah, God is good. And I pray that we know that as we study the scriptures. And I pray that we know honestly I pray that we know honestly that God is going to fulfill his promises, that God is faithful, that that God will do exactly what he said he would do. That God will always give us a way of escape. Always. Rahab didn't know God, but God provided her a way of escape. Always. God will always provide a way of escape. Always. This is just what God this is what God does. He'll He'll provide for us a way to process. He'll provide for us a way. God is good. Colleen I said, I used to live in constant fear of the worst case scenario all the time. Like 24 7. I know he's helped daily in that because why I always just is ridiculous and almost laughable. Yeah. And God is good. So this story, neither parts of this story should cause us to be afraid. But to understand the character of our God, that he is faithful, that he's loving. He's not going to just do something without no warning. that he's not just going to spring it on you and make you figure it out right away. That's not him. The character of our God is that he's faithful. He takes his time. We don't have to feel rushed or urgency or anything like that. He takes his time. He gives warning way ahead of time. He lets us know. He prepares our hearts. This shouldn't put us into a place of fear, but put us into a place of trust. I can trust God. I can trust God. I can trust God. And this should put us into a place where our focus is what? Lord, I just want to learn how to hear you and know you better. We've got that one job. God, I'm not going to worry about warnings and this and that. I just want to learn how to know you better. And I trust that as I do this and as I spend time doing this. Come on, I trust that as I spend time doing this. You are going to be faithful to lead and guide me. Trust God to be faithful to keep his promises. Trust God to be faithful to lead and guide you even when things are hard. Trust God to be faithful. Trust God to be faithful. I love y'all. Thank you so much for the time checks. We are about to close out in prayer. Trust God to be faithful. He's faithful, y'all. He will keep his promises. He will provide a way of escape. Janice is a good way to tell the difference between a spirit of fear and a warning from God is God is always specific and clear. Vague feelings, condemning thoughts are not from him. Come on. Vague feelings, condemning thoughts, not a sound mind. Rahab had a very sound mind when she made the decision that she made. She said everybody else was struggling with fear. Rahab had a sound mind. She made the decision she made. Come on. Allison said we can't worry and pray at the same time. Worry or fear leads us down a rabbit hole, but prayer, come on, opens up possibilities, which is hope, light, and encouragement. But we have to choose, come on, what we're going to think about. Tess says God's promises are true, and we have to trust and believe him always. He is faithful. Come on. He is faithful. On both sides of this, he was faithful. And we will talk more. We've got to talk more about the spirit of fear versus the warnings of God. But there are some clear differences that Janice mentioned um, and that we can look into more. We're going to go ahead and pray out. I love y'all. Thank y'all for keeping me on time. We're going to go ahead and pray out. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord, so much for your faithfulness. We thank you, Lord, for your willingness to lead us through a challenging scripture but lead lead us through it with your grace and your mercy and your love and show us where you were on both sides of this. Show us what your love looked like with the children of Israel, what your love looked like even for Jericho. Lord, it's hard to read these things. It really is. Because honestly, God, we have a preconceived notion of how we think you're gonna deal with things. But the reality is you're God and we're not. Lord, help us to learn to hear from you. Help us to follow your lead. And Lord God, help us to trust you to be faithful. Help us to trust you to be faithful to your word and faithful to warn us when it's necessary. And Lord, help us to hear you and know you enough to follow you wherever you go. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. God is faithful, y'all. God is faithful. I want to encourage you if you are not already a part of the Faith Mamas Tribe app, would you please join? We would love to connect with you in community, Um, and it's just been an amazing space where I can connect with my sisters and grow. We can talk about the faithfulness of God. Erica says, Holy Spirit, I want to hear and obey you today in faith and not fear. There it is. I want to hear you and obey you today in faith and not fear. Colleen said, that's why I put on that armor on like physically do it to myself. God does does give us victory over our enemies. It may not look like it from all appearances. Come on. God is faithful. Can we say that God is faithful? I need not fear because he's faithful. Woo! God is faithful. Please like, comment, share and subscribe and I look forward to connecting with you guys on tomorrow as we prepare to jump into joshua chapter 7 and find out what happens after all of this i'm so grateful for y'all and i look forward to connecting with you more in the app bye for now i told you god would show up he always does if today impacted your life in any way would you consider giving a financial gift to faith mamas That really helps us to continue to provide the Faith Mamas Tribe app for free, continuing to do mornings with Jesus, as well as continuing to provide the absolutely free devotional guides. If this is something that God has laid on your heart, please go to faithmamas.org forward slash give. Your gift of any amount would really help this ministry continue to reach women for Christ. And don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe. Leave those comments of your big takeaways. We would love to hear from you. And lastly, don't forget to download the Faith Mamas Tribe app. If you're not there yet, what are you waiting for? We can't wait to build community right alongside you. And I'll see you next time for Mornings with Jesus.